And hello, we are back. Oh my gosh, sorry for... If, oh my gosh, I am tired tonight. It has been a long day. But tonight, let's get into some fun stuff to talk about, right? After we have a lovely virus scare, I decide we're going to talk about fun things. And due to my ever-growing uh, post on Instagram at the moment, we are going to talk about Red Rangers from Power Rangers. You heard it. We are talking about Red Rangers tonight. And the best, the worst, and overall just the magnificent this that is the Red Rangers. Um, I posted a few nights ago um, asking people what they think their favorite Red Rangers are from the series. Um, I did forget. Well, okay. So in my post, I know for a fact that I didn't post at least two. Yeah, two Red Rangers. Uh, excuse me. Um, feel a little bad, but um, I didn't post anything for the Alien Rangers, and that's simply because um, the Alien Rangers, aka the people from Aquatar, uh, they came after season three of Mighty Morphin to help out the Rangers after Rita's father turned them into children, and they came to help defend the Earth. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's, it was, a, it was only like 10 or 15 episodes, I feel like. And there wasn't a lot of character development or building. So I really, I just didn't consider it. Um, and two, I realized in my post, this one was just simply by accident. I forgot to post, forgot the actor's name already, but the actor who played, um, Jason in the new movie that they put out just a few years ago so i do apologize but either way let's dive into it so starting off in mighty morphin power rangers our first red ranger we are given is austin st john's aka jason um i think jason austin st john uh was the perfect and i do mean the perfect representation of the Red Ranger. Um, and I think they were... They did a great job. Like, for introducing the world to Power Rangers, I don't know if they could have found a better Red Ranger. Because Jason just had this natural, naturally born leadership quality about him. As well as a kind heart. Um, someone who's forgiving, but also who's willing to not let someone walk all over them. Someone who it can lead, but is not willing to let leave someone behind. Um, so a lot of great characteristics. <sighs> don't mind me enjoying some high quality H two O there. <laughs> um, I know I should just show some alcohol, but I chose water. I'm boring as ever, aren't I? Um, Austin said Jason just proved to be one hell of a Red Ranger. Time and time again, and uh, he's uh, to this day the only ranger to go toe to toe. And I do, I'm gonna say the only ranger to go toe to toe with Jason David Frank, um, in his prime. And the only reason why I say that is because since Jason David Frank has showed up again in the series and other at other times, um, and other people have challenged him and fought him, but I don't consider those fights as fantastic so um 
because yeah, when Jason A. Frank came in as the evil Green Ranger, everyone everyone's at you know, Kimberly went flying, Zach went flying, Billy went flying, Trini went flying, but Jason stood his ground with Tommy. So it was like I said, J- Jason was the embodiment of the Red Ranger, and it was a perfect start to our Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series. Um, with that going forward, Jason was later replaced. He. Um, because of some argument and discussion for more money on the show, he was let go of the show, and they replaced him very quickly with Steve Cardenas, um, and who became AKA Rocky. Uh, they became the ne- Rocky became the next Red Ranger in the Mighty Morphin series. Now, unfortunately, I don't. And I'm not dissing... This is not a diss towards Steve Cardenas whatsoever. Because uh, I think Steve Cardenas is a fa- is fabulous. He's amazing. He's 100% Ranger material. But I don't think he ever got the ability to fill the shoes he was given. Because he was dropped... It's kind of like if someone tells you Superman did your job before you. And you're dropped into it. And you're like, shit, you know, I got a lot of shoes to fill. But before you even get a chance to try and fill those shoes, um, Captain America swoops in and takes over your job, even though it's not really his job. Uh, and that's Tommy. Uh, Tommy, as the White Ranger, kind of by then is leading the team. And he was kind of molded by Austin St. John to become the next leader of the Rangers. So as the White Ranger, Tommy uh, Oliver, a.k.a. Jason David Frank, was leading the team and... Steve Cardenas, as the Red Ranger, just didn't have that that many moments in time where he could prove himself as a leader. And I'm not saying he doesn't have leadership qualities. I'm just saying he was never given that full-on opportunity to prove his leadership to prove his leadership. Um, going forward into Zeo, as I said, I'm skipping over the Alien Rangers for simple reasons of lack of character development in the characters, so not worth my time. I'm talking about the Aquatar Rangers. I'm not saying the series was bad. It's just not in my discussion tonight. <clears throat> oh, and just so you know, the the water that I'm drinking right now is uh, liquid death. It is uh, canned water from Recycles Cans. You can find them on Amazon or you can go to liquiddeath.com and buy them. Um, it's pretty amazing. It's a little pricey at first, but over time, it, it's not too bad. But it's definitely, you know, it's definitely a fun time. So if you're a geek and you love water, hey, that's the way to go, man. Um, moving forward, like I said, we're in Zio. Uh, Jason David Frank takes the reins going from Evil Green Ranger to Helpful Green Ranger to White Ranger. And now, by popular demand, becomes the Red Zeo Ranger, aka uh, Zeo Ranger Five. Um, once again, Steve Cardenas, who was the Red Ranger, gets kind of demoted down as the Blue Ranger. Um, he sadly didn't get to show his leadership qualities, but he still proves to be one hell of a Ranger during this time frame. Even combating, there was a time where. Uh, they bring in Austin St. John's back to, to play the Gold Ranger. And during that time frame, uh, Steve Cardenas definitely, his character was probably a felt a little output 
just simply because he never got to try and fill those shoes, as well as seeing him back makes him feel a little vulnerable. You know, knowing that he he never had that connection with Tommy the way that Jason does, but uh, Jason makes it very clear to him that just because he's back doesn't mean he's here to take over the team, and he makes it very clear that there's a reason Rocky got that red power coin, and it's because Jason believes in him and that he, well, you know, the morphine grid believes in him, so he shouldn't doubt himself or his leadership qualities. But um, Jason David Frank is, by by this point in the series, as the Red Zeo Ranger, has already proven that he's a leader, one hell of a leader as the White Ranger in Mighty Morphin series. Um, the and the, They went from Zeo because the Mighty Morphin, they had their Mighty Morphin powers, and then they needed to combat uh, some of the Zed's mo- new monsters who were stronger, so they became, they got the Thunder Zords. Um, which is supposed to be more powerful. Um, and then at one point they lose their powers and they need to regain them. Um, in the movies they did it a little differently and I like the movies a little better, but they need to make, they need to sell Tories, I get it. So in the TV series they go hunting for Ninjetti, uh, who created the original Power Coins, um, the way of the ninja, and creates new Ninjetti Power Coins for them. So they became the Ninjetti Power Rangers. Um, but eventually those, the, the Power Coins are destroyed. The Morphine Rangers are destroyed. However, there's a new power source that they can use to become Rangers. And that is the Zeo Crystals. And they use the Zeo Crystals to become new Rangers. Um, moving forward, for some reason, we never really discuss why the Zeo Crystals, you know, where they went or what happened to them. We just know that in the movie, Turbo... That the Rangers shed their Zeo crystals for turbo power so that they are able to access the Devil's Triangle to enter a portal to a evil dimension to fight an evil rising demon guy. Um, and the turbo power is the only one that apparently can help them do just this. Uh, once again, when we start off the series, Tommy is leading the Turbo Rangers. Uh, as I said, he has proven time and time again to be a leader of the best quality. Um, Tommy Oliver is just a fan favorite and always will be. He is the shit. Um, <laughs> so I'm recording this at 11.30 at night. So ah, The... However, during Turbo, they end up having the transference of power. During transference of power, Jason David Frank, a.k.a. Chame, actually hands over the power to Sluin Ward, a.k.a. T.J. Johnson. Now, T.J. Johnson... Sluin had a very, very, very big shoes to fill at this point. Because now the Red Ranger outfit has been filled from... People like Austin St. John, Steve Cardenas, and Jason David Frank. These are humongous shoes. And the fact that, like how Steve Cardenas was chosen by Austin, Sluin uh, was chosen by Jason. Uh, excuse me. Uh, by, Jason, by Jason David Frank. So Jason David Frank Tommy looked into, it, looked into him and saw... 
strong leadership qualities. Now, I'm not saying we didn't see those qualities in the second half of Turbo, but I just don't remember seeing any major. It wasn't till Space where Sluin Ward really shined hugely. So, like before in Zeo, uh, the Red Ranger stepped down to become the Blue Ranger. However, as the Blue Ranger, he showed more Red Ranger leadership qualities, helping the Red Space Ranger, Christopher Kamen Lee, a.k.a. Andros. Um, and it, I'll tell you why. When we first meet Andros, he is a lone Red Ranger in space. Um, supposedly, we, we later throughout the series, we kind of get the idea that he must have had a former team. And we don't know what happened to him. They're all gone. So the idea is we're, we kind of come to the understanding that his former team probably died in action. Sad moment, I know. But um, and basically, Andros probably doesn't feel... Well, he probably doesn't feel the need that he wants a new team. I mean, he if his old team died out, he probably doesn't feel like he's you know wants the responsibility of trying to lead a new team and that's like i said that's where uh Sluin ward really comes into play helping him regain that confidence to become a red ranger and kind of molding him and dynamically giving him that courage that we've seen from austin st john's down to steve cardenas the jason david frank and just passing it all the way down and basically making uh, Andros one hell of a Space Red Ranger. Uh, space was one hell of a season. It was a great series. And you could just see the leadership qualities by far. Moving forward, um, in Power Rangers Lost Galaxy, one of my favorite series, Danny Slavin, Slavin I can say his name right, uh, became Leo. Um, he is one of my favorite Red Rangers simply for the fact that uh, he is the uh, the first time. Because later on in the series, they take the same kind of take. But this is the first time we're seeing it in the series is Leo is a good guy. A, you know, a good guy with a good heart, but doesn't always land on his feet correctly. You know, this is the guy who reaches for the stars and falls flat on his face. But even before he hits the ground, he makes sure that, you know, he, you know, say, you know, does a good deed. He's a good guy. He has a good heart. He wants people to be happy. But same time, he just doesn't always know how to accomplish certain goals. So he's kind of kind of a loner, kind of a, you know, just, we've all been there. We've all tried our best to be a good person. And then something comes up and ruins it. Right. We've all been on that road. It's not unheard of. And so I think it's why it's easier to relate to Danny Slavin as Leo. Um, especially there were certain story arcs that was great for him. Because originally, so how they become Power Rangers in Galaxy is you pull the Quasar Sabres from the rock. Uh, Danny Slavin, Leo, didn't pull the st his sword from the, from the stone. Uh, his brother did. I can't remember the actor's name. I apologize. Um, but his brother pulled the sword from the stone. He used it once to fight and then fell through a giant crack in the earth and handed the sword to his brother as he fell. Um, and this whole time, you know, his brother Leo thought he was just a replacement holding on to this sword. And, you know, he, he wanted to do his brother right by fighting with it, but he just thought he was a replacement. It wasn't until 
halfway through the series when his brother returns from beyond the grave. Uh, we find out, you know, his, his brother didn't die. His brother just transformed into somebody else, a.k.a. the Magna Defender. And, you know, he tried to give the sword back. And basically his brother ends up showing him the sword was never meant for him. It was meant for Leo all along. And he tells him, you know, things happen for a reason. He goes, just because I pulled a stone, pulled out a stone doesn't mean it was for me. He goes, I pulled it out of the stone so I can give it to you. A very heartfelt moment and also showing that even sometimes the, the screw-ups can, you know, save the day and become the leader. Uh, and, he, and he was. He ended up becoming one hell of a leader, leading his team into victory and sacrificing himself once or twice. To, and his brother does, too. I think it must run in the family. But uh, they fantastic leadership qualities. So definitely a top Red Ranger by far. Moving forward was Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue. So we have Sean C.W. Johnson, who played Carter Grayson. Um, now, part of me wanted to throw Carter Grayson under the boat and say he was not a good Power Ranger, but that's totally not true, and I had to stop myself. So Now, with Lightspeed Rescue is not one of my favorite series. I know it didn't do well at the time. Um... It, and there's a lot of reasons for it. There's a lot of good things in Lightspeed Rescue. I mean, it's not a bad series. It's just there's a lot of odd things in that series. So it's one of the first teams, in my opinion, that really was odd. Oddball, you know. The whole idea for these guys is there's a secret underwater base. Uh, a group of military soldiers have been developing weapons to combat a growing demon threat. And I did say that right. Demons. They know that demons are coming. So, when the demons launch their attack and arise, he decides to summon his top candidates to be rangers. And amongst these top candidates are the Blue Ranger who is training dolphins, basically Ocean World or whatever. You have the Yellow Ranger, who is a extreme rock climber. You have a Green Ranger, who's a uh, kind of a, a a flight cowboy, or however you want to say it, a flight jockey. Now he semi makes sense because you know he has flying skills, but his his personality would be you know if you were if you were getting ready to do a special ops team you would almost consider his personality a threat to your job. So it was a clunky team. And they're like, okay, who do you want to lead this team? For who's going to be your Red Ranger? I'm going to pick the best firefighter we have. I mean, it's not a bad choice, but at the same time, like you don't want to choose like a Marine or somebody. You want to choose a firefighter? Okay. You know, uh, um, there was a lot of clunky things in that series, and I'm not going to get dive into it. That could be another episode. But at the end of the day, Carter Grayson was a fantastic leader. Just because I may have had a few issues with the series itself um, does not – should not reflect his fantastic leadership. So Carter Grayson definitely was a great leader. It may not have been one of my favorite series, but he definitely – definitely a fantastic Red Ranger. Um, going past that, we have Time Force, 
Jason Font, who played Wes Collins and played the future version of himself, Alex. Um, once again, kind of was kind of cool because we got to see by Lost Galaxy, a guy who has a good heart, but is kind of a screw off. You know, he he is a, he, he's not he's a little spoiled. He comes from a rich family. He's kind of able to do whatever he wants. He's smart. And he's a good guy. You know, he went to college, but is you know his dad's trying to train him to run this corporate thing, and he kind of just wants to run around and have fun. He doesn't really care about the corporate world. He just wants to have fun. Um, so we kind of find that lovable side kind of endearing, um, as well as seeing his future version of Alex, who's a hard-ass before dying, and then finding out later he didn't die. But uh, Wes definitely is, is a top five... is a top ranger, in my opinion, because... This series, when the Red Ranger came into it, um, I can't, I can't believe I forgot her name, but the Pink Ranger at the time, I feel horrible that I can't remember her name. She was more of the leader of the team, and she did. She pretty much led the Time Force Rangers. However, over time, Wes proved by watching her leadership abilities, it rubbed off on him, and he became an even greater leader just because of her. And I think it was a fantastic story arc for his character. This season, though, we had a second Red Ranger. So we actually had Dan Southworth played Eric Myers, who became the Quantum Ranger. He was the sixth Ranger, but he was a red, like a red color as well. So I, I throw him in the mix as another Red Ranger because he was. Now, I don't necessarily put him as leadership qualities. However, he I kind of has to talk about a little bit of leadership qualities because when he be his character Dan Southworth's character Eric Myers is a kind of college rival of Wes Collins and has always tried to strive to be better than him. This this is a kid who grew up poor, didn't have all the resources that Wes did, and he was always jealous of that. And so he want he always tried to out show Wes Collins by going above and beyond to be better than him. And so when he gets the ability to be the Quantum Ranger, he takes it immediately and tries to show up Wes in every corner and takes his power back to his dad, who runs the Silver Guardians, a a paid task force that protects the city for a profit. And he kind of shows them, being the leader of them, to eventually coming to terms with the Rangers that it's not always about the money, it's not always about the profit, it's not always about being right and showing up, it's about doing the right thing. And so you kind of see that small story arc throughout the series. Now, what you know, Eric still stays his tough-ass attitude, and that's we kind of love him for it. But, uh, you know, he ends up showing some decent leadership qualities in that force. Um, next up, we have Wild Force. Uh, Ricardo Mendina Jr. plays Cole Evans. Um, well, why, once again, this is another one that I would love to throw him under the bus, but it's really hard to. Um, Wild Force was very much not a favorite series of mine. Um, I didn't. I wasn't a fan of their command base. I wasn't a fan of their Zords. I mean, I didn't hate their Zords, but it's just... It's hard to explain. Um, why well, is it Wild Force is one of those series? 
But you come into the play, uh, Red Ranger is the last Ranger that joined the team. Turns out the team has already been united as Rangers. Uh, the Yellow Ranger is kind of leading the team at this point. Uh, until Cole Evans joins them and becomes the Red Ranger. Now, he's supposed to be the leader of the team. Obviously, he doesn't know how to do that. Um, he's very different. The rest of the team is all from, like, the city life, where Cole Evans apparently was raised by Indians in the forest until one day when he gets older, they send him to the city because that is his path to find the killers of his parents. Um... It's very hippie-like, very, you know, I think, what do they say? Power of the forest, unite, or power of the animal? You know, it's okay. <laughs> um, but Cole Evans kind of learns from the team, as well as learns from the Yellow Ranger, as well as she kind of learns from him, because she's a super tough-ass. And she actually made a pretty good leader of the Yellow Ranger, because she was an Air Force pilot. So she... I think this is one of the first times we saw a military greater besides talking about, you know, the paid military like the Silver Guardians and Time Force. But she she proved herself. And so she had this hard-ass military style and he kind of came into it and calmed her down a bit and became a true leader for the Wild Forest Rangers. Um, just because I don't like the series doesn't mean I, can, I have to fully trash talk him. But I'm going forward. I don't Gosh. Got to move fast to get through some of these. Ninja Storm. So this is... Uh, I'm going to butcher his name. I apologize. Pua... Megaziva, Who played Shane Clark. Um, sadly, Pua did uh, die. I can't remember of what... He, I think he died of a disease just this last year. Poor guy. Um... Now, I I thought Ninja Storm was a very fun series, and I loved watching it. Um, however, there's definitely a lot of pr things I didn't like about it. And Shane's character, for me, I sadly, and not, you know, I hate to, you know, speak ill the dead, but his character, in my opinion, wasn't one of the better Red Rangers. And it wasn't anything on his part. It was just his character didn't fully give off a Red Ranger vibe. And I'm not saying there wasn't moments where he stood up and became a good leader, but throughout the entire series overall, he, he just didn't express that leadership quality that we would normally see in a Red Ranger. And so, unfortunately, the pro skater turned ninja ranger just fell short of being... Uh, leadership qualities, in my opinion. Um, that season, we kind of had a second ranger, the Crimson Ranger. Um, Adam, to, to, I can't I'm gonna pronounce that last name, who played Hunter, um, the Crimson Thunder Ranger. Um, I don't know if I could consider him a Red Ranger, but, you know, he was a Crimson Ranger, but uh, that was kind of a cool little gimmick to see another ranger that was red that season. I wouldn't give him leadership qualities because he really didn't have that moment. Um, moving forward, we had Dino Thunder. James Napier Robinson Robertson played Connor McKnight. Now, Connor McKnight is one of those ones that I would love to actually put on the list as a bad ranger. Like, uh, like not a good ranger. However, you can't. Because his story arc may not be the best story arc, but it it's one you have to... You have to 
acknowledge. And it's the fact that when he comes into the show, he is very little a Red Ranger. He's kind of in it for himself. He's kind of selfish. Not saying he's not selfless. He has moments where he does try to do the right thing. But he's very selfish. Very all about him. Cares about numero uno and that's it. Um, it wasn't until throughout the series, him trying to to look, you know, have the other Rangers look up to him, as well as having Jason David Frank as a mentor, that if that rubs off on him, that by the end of the series, he kind of has that leadership mentality. Um, it took him till the end of the series for it to fully come about, but it's there. After hanging out with Jason, and I'm sure... You know, fighting alongside Jason and Frank for that long, something's got to rub off, right? But yeah, no, that was. Except again, Connor, name like Connor McKnight. That's kind of dope. Um, gosh, I'm like so thirsty. I just finished my water. Is there not more? Oh, I'm gonna have some more water right here before it's getting dry here. Uh, and my water bottle. Oh, that's nice and cold. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, excuse me. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I'm pushing through here, but I'm hoping you guys are enjoying what I'm talking about. And if you agree with me or disagree, I would love find me on Instagram and talk with me or find me on Twitter and shoot me a message. We'll see what we're talk- we'll see what we get, you know, where we're at. Um, SPD, Brandon J. McLaren, who played Jack Landers. Now, I already like Brandon J. McLaren. Um, I think he was a pretty decent actor. Um, I know him from a few other shows and movies he's been in. I'm not going to get too deep into those. But uh, I liked his character. I thought he was a unique one for the series. Um, Because in the series, you already have trained soldiers who are competing to be rangers. Where Brandon is a side hustle on the street. But here's the thing. His side hustles... Or he's kind of like a Robin Hood character. He steals from the rich and gives to the poor, trying to help out the less fortunate. And he's not doing it to make a profit or anything. He's there to just help. Um, but he's doing it in a way, you know, obviously he's breaking the law. And so that has him run in with the people who are training to be rangers. But eventually, Doggy Kruger, who becomes the Shadow Knight ranger, um sees in him that leadership quality, that good-heartedness in him. Uh, He may not have right out the door had that leadership mentality, but he by the end of the series, he very much did. And so I do think he was a fantastic Red Ranger. And in SPD, if you watch, you know, the lore and all that stuff, there's actually been a couple, you know, we've seen at least three people wear that red SPD suit, um, the Blue Ranger at the time, who was Operator Number Two, takes over by the end of the series as the Red Ranger. But we see in a future episode, which um, is the next no, not well, no, it's not even the next season. Two seasons from now, from SPD, you see uh, the guy who played the Green Ranger in the Red Ranger outfit. So, um, you know, they both had leadership qualities. So, you know, good picks. I tell you, good picks. Uh, Mystic Force, uh, I hope I say his name right, Ferris Durrani, who plays Nick Russell. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to have to throw him 
into the area of Rangers that I don't think... Well, no. I go back and forth on this one. Because I don't necessarily blame him. Because um, right out, you know, people go, you know, he, he didn't have those Red Ranger qualities right away. He does get them towards the end of the series. Um, but people go, well, yeah, he ran away when they offered him the power. But to be fair, guys, all the other Rangers, they're teleported to usually either a badass command base or they're showed a badass Zord or they're showed something really cool. What were they shown a Mystic Force? They were taken to a tree with an old, well, an elderly lady who's like, here, and hands them all wands and say, you're now Power Rangers. Yay! And they're like, what? You know, you have five, you have four of them, they're like, this is cool. And the other guy's like, ah, okay, this is a little weird. You just put a stick in my hand and told me I'm a ranger. Ah, you guys are weird. I'm gonna leave now. So I, I guess I don't really put him as a, a bad Red Ranger. It was just simply he reacted the way that I think, you know, we all would have reacted, really. So also that season, Chris Graham played Lanebow, who be, uh, Lanebow or Lanebow, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, he had a red armor, but I mean, I don't know if I want to call leadership quality, but, you know, we had that red armor ranger kind of look. <laughs> Um, moving forward to Operation Overdrive. Um, in Operation Overdrive, we have James McLaren, aka Mac Hertford. Hertford, I think that's how you pronounce it. Hertford. Um, I do put him in a book of Red Rangers that I don't necessarily agree with. Um, and it's not his fault. This is no, in no way trash talking the actor. Um, it was that, it was the team itself was okay. Um, I didn't have any problems with them. I think they all had decent ranger qualities. I just didn't feel they connected very well. Um, a lot of times you, it, t- it takes a good red ranger to unite them all. And he just didn't do that. He didn't unite them well enough to be a really good team in my opinion. I mean, even at one point in the series when they first lose their powers, and usually in the, in every series there's a moment where everyone either loses their powers or one person, you know, everyone gets doubt. But, like, the second they lose their power, they're like, all right, well, we're done. I guess we suck. We lost. It's over. And it it takes another superhero team of past Rangers to come in to kind of give them that strength to urge on. However, he does prove himself to be an okay Red Ranger by the very end of the series by sacrificing himself to try and save the day. Um, he was a unique one. You find out by the, at the end of the series, spoiler alert, if this hasn't already been a spoiler alert, this series, that he's actually not human, that he's a robot built by his dad. Uh, his dad always wanted a son but never kind of had the moment in life to have a son. So he built one. And so the son became the Red Ranger without realizing he's a robot. But uh, when he does find out he's a robot, he uses his his robot self to over create a reactor meltdown, essentially, to destroy the evil bad guys. Um, like I said I I I the the season had some ups and downs. There's some there's some cool things about it. There's some not so cool things about it. 
He's more than welcome to watch it if you want to give it a try. But I definitely don't think, unfortunately, Mark was the top Red Ranger qualities that we look for. Uh, moving forward, Jungle Fury. Jason Smith, who plays Casey Rhodes. Now, this is one of those series that you kind of want to hate. But you can't fully hate. I mean, there may be parts of it where you don't like. And I, I know there's definitely parts of the series I didn't like. But I really couldn't hate the series because the Rangers were pretty good. Um, it starts off with three three Rangers, a red, a blue, and a yellow. So the blue and the yellow Ranger are actually super trained monks who have trained in the way of this jungle fury fighting style. Um, they've been at, training at this temple for years, and they've been chosen to be the best of the best to take on these Ranger powers. However, the person who's been training with them to be the Red Ranger kind of goes off in a bad tan temper tantrum and attacks one of the students. A first-year student jumps in and defends the other student, fighting him, um, and kind of shows that good heart quality to the point that he's gi he's given the Red Ranger uh, powers. And, he, and I, he had a pretty good story arc, too, because he does have a hard time accepting that he's the leader of this team simply because... He's a first-year student compared to the others. Um, there's certain qualities, like right off the bat, um, they're all given a special ranger weapon, but they can't summon the Megazord unless all three of them master their ranger weapon. And, of course, the blue and the yellow master theirs instantly, while the Red Ranger takes almost two whole episodes to try and master his... his uh, what did he have? Let's see, the Yellow Ranger had the Jungle Bow. What Did he have the Jungle Chucks? Maybe he had the Jungle Chucks. I gotta look at But I think it was the Jungle Chucks he had, but just had a hard time trying to master that. But I, I you really like his, his spirit. You like his character. It's a character that's really hard not to love. So, uh, you know, Jungle Fury. Um, before, we have RPM Rangers. Eka Darville plays Scott Truman. Um, Eka, I already another actor that I really, really love. I um, love him on two or three other shows outside of this. Um, that's a hard series to super get into simply because it's a really good storyline for a really shitty setup. It's it's like someone came up with a really decent. Well, not not one that isn't unheard of but it came up with a cool sci-fi scenario and then they're like hey so you made this sci-fi show but remember we need to make it for kids and he goes oh well mine's kind of more of adulty and they're like well we need to dumb it down for kids so they try and make a very terrifying scenario in a kid-friendly aspect and it, it, it falls short in some areas but uh eka darville aka scott truman does a fantastic job as leading the Red Rangers, and he is leading the Rangers as a Red Ranger. So he definitely, in my book, is a fantastic Red Ranger, or also known as Series Operator 1, or Series Operator Red. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> uh, going forward, we have Samurai, a Power Ranger Samurai, and then it also became Super Samurai. Alexander P. Hartman plays Jaden, now, this is a series... Uh, I'll go really quick because there's a lot to say in this one. Um, 
I sadly have to put Jaden in, in the aspect of least favorite Rangers. I can't tell if it's the actor himself or if it's the series. Um, the whole team in the first half of the series, so the first half is just the Samurai Rangers before they become Super Samurai, um, are very clunky. They don't seem to mix well. Uh, and it's not saying that they don't have great qualities or great Ranger aspects. It's just they don't, they're all very unique and different and they don't fully connect well. And the Red Ranger doesn't really do that great of a job at connecting them. He's trying to, but his stone face with almost no attitude or no emotion to it is really hard to get behind. So, I, I don't know, the series may have wanted him to be that way, but I just know it was hard to get behind. However, later on in the series... His uh, sister comes into play. Kimberly Crossman plays Lauren, and she takes over. She becomes the first female Red Ranger for just a few short episodes to help save the day. But uh, Jaden still rises as a Red Ranger to help out. Now, what really helped the series is two things. Um, so remember Ricardo? We were talking about Ricardo, Garcia, uh, Ricardo earlier as the Wild Force Red Ranger. He comes back in this series, but not as the character we know. He comes back as a character named Decker, a half-human, half... -human, half um, wow, I can't remember where the, the, the creatures are fighting in this. I just forgot what they are. But basically, the monsters that they're fighting in there, he's half-human, half this monster uh, named Decker. And he lives to fulfill this destiny of this great sword he has. The sword um, is searching for the ultimate battle, and so that's all he wants in life is the search for the ultimate battle. And so he believes Jaden is that ultimate battle for, for a fight. But he's a fun character like in the series. Um, as well as Steven Skyler, who is the Gold Ranger who ends up playing Antonio Garcia, um, really brought life into the series. Um, I probably will do a platform just talking about him just because in general I think he's amazing and i could probably spend a good 10 minutes just on him but i'm not gonna go into that um uh, we're almost done guys we're almost there moving forward we have megaforce and super megaforce um andrew gray plays troy burrows this is another one of those series where you kind of want to hate but you but i mean i'm not saying there's not hateable things because there definitely are but like his character troy burrows Right off the bat, the first episode, I didn't want to like him. I was like, I don't even want to like him. I want to say episode three focuses on him. And by that point, you kind of fall in love with him. Yeah, he... I don't know why he's not a fan favorite. Because if you look online, people talk about Gia that season. Who is, I won't lie, gorgeous and amazingly strong. Uh, she's the Yellow Ranger in that series. But... I think Andrew Gray played a fantastic Red Ranger. I don't see why, you know, he kind of did a modern day embodiment of the old classic Rangers into his look. And so I know when you first look at it, you're like, ah, oh, it looks cheesy. But then you kind of look at the older ones and you go, oh, he's not that cheesy looking. He's kind of, yeah, you know, you know, <laughs> but, um, I think he did a pretty good job and showed some good leadership qualities, so I really can't say anything bad about him. Uh, moving forward, Dino Charge. Bre uh, Brennan Meja Mija plays Tyler Navarro. Uh, I will definitely rank him up there as a favorite Red Ranger. I'm 
of mine, and it's not just because the name is Tyler. Um, Dino Charge and Super Dino Charge, he played the Red Ranger, and his character just kicked ass. He, he played a fantastic Red Ranger, did great leadership qualities, and overall just was a great Ranger. Um, la- uh, now this, I'm not going to include Beast Morphers in this tale because I actually have not watched Beast Morphers yet, um, but I will hopefully soon. Um, going to the last series and on my list is Ninja Steel. William Schufelt plays Brady Romero or Brody, sorry, Brody Romero. I apologize. Brody Romero. Um, so I kind of want to throw him in my list of Rangers that aren't the best. And it's not anything against the actor. It's kind of against his character. Um... Not trying to get too deep into the series, but there's just a lot of aspects of his character that don't add up. Like, you would think, oh, if he did this, wouldn't he act more like this? And, oh, since this happened to him, wouldn't he act more like the? You know, there's just a lot of things in his character that don't, you know. And it's not fully, like I said, not his fault. You know, his character may act like this because the series told him to. Like, hey, how should I act like this? Well, we want you to do this. So he does what he's told to do. And so I just... And they, it's because if it's a kid's show, they have to skim over that, skim over certain feelings that probably should have been, you know, there should have been moments where he was down and mopey, but they had to make a kid's show, so he's happy, ready to go. Um, and he, I think he's an okay leader, but I don't think he has the top leader qualities. I think it's more of, hi friends, what's up, as more than, you know, I'm the leader, let's do this, let's save the day, you know. Not saying Ninja Steel isn't a, you know, I'm not saying he's not a bad ranger, or, or not, but it's, he definitely wouldn't be the top ones, that's for sure. Um, if you liked any of what I said, or agreed, or disagreed, like I said, feel free to find me on Instagram. Um, I'm Hellrisen Angel, um, or find me on Twitter, and let's talk about it. Um, if you, if any rangers out there heard this, and you like or are curious about anything I said, I would love to hear your feedback. Um, I've actually met a couple Red Rangers. Um, I've met Steve Cardenas. I've met Danny Slevin. I've met Christopher Kamen Lee. Um, I've met Jason David Frank. So a handful of Red Rangers. Oh, and I've met uh, Jason Hart. Hart. Uh, Hart. I can't say it. Hurt. Can't say his name. Whatever. But, um, fall. gosh, yeah. But I've met those Red Rangers. So... Heck, if they're a doubt it, but if for some reason they're listening to this podcast and want to say anything, I would love to hear their feedback on the series. So, you know, heck, if any of the ones that want to defend their position as the Red Ranger or defend that they're the best Red Ranger, let me know. I'd love to discuss it. Either way, thank you for listening. You guys have a great night. Thank you for listening for this long podcast. I apologize. Um, have a fantastic night, and make sure you guys are washing your hands out there. Take care, everyone. Bye.